Praise God. Listen, on your way to your seat, why don't you just go ahead and give your neighbor a high five and just tell them, neighbor, oh, neighbor, come on, tell them, tell them, Jesus walks with you. Come on, Jesus walks. That was the wrong neighbor. Go ahead. Look at your next neighbor. Give him a good high five. Tell them, neighbor, oh, neighbor, tell them, Jesus walks with you. Jesus walks with you with you listen i'm excited about this jesus walk series especially part two and i believe that it is going to be as impactful as part one and i encourage you if you missed part one uh to go ahead and and uh go and watch it on youtube or listen to it via our podcast on itunes praise the lord listen uh this series god just put on my heart as we're going into the end of the year and into this Christmas season, which at times I encourage you to understand last week is uh, extremely difficult for some of us. Although it's celebratory for many of us, it's difficult for some of us. And whether you're celebrating or you're going through a difficult time, the incredible thing is that we are called to acknowledge the fact that Jesus is walking with us. In fact, one more time, say, Jesus is walking with me. Jesus walks with me. And listen, so last week we started, and I begin to unpack this because uh, Kanye West, for those who don't know who Kanye is, uh, you can just Google him, Google him. But Kanye West is a, is a hip-hop artist, uh, and it's incredible because we talked about the fact that in 2004, he released a track by the name of Jesus Walks. And the thing is that when he released this track, Kanye's life, if you looked at him, you would say, you know, maybe his life was not reflective of someone who was walking with Jesus. But the fact of the matter is, and this is the stuff that gets me excited, is that you don't have to be walking with Jesus for Jesus to be walking with you. Oh, my. <laughs> the Lord is so good. Listen, you, God, the Bible makes it clear that God and that Jesus was walking with us even before we made the decision for those of you who are saved for those of you who have made the decision to follow Christ uh, Jesus was walking with us even prior to our conversion prior to transformation to the transformation that took place in our lives and so uh, we established the fact that Jesus was walking with Kanye until it got to this year when Kanye declared that Jesus Christ is king come on he decided that Jesus wasn't just walking with him because he had that reality uh, but he, he realized that Jesus ought to be the king of his life and so now he is boldly declaring that Jesus Christ is king in fact that's something to celebrate come on can we put our hands together I'm believing as I've been saying and I'm just saying it again I'm believing that God is going to cause massive deliverance and redemption and salvation in many streams even in the entertainment world does anybody believe it with me this morning I'm believing that he is going to cause he is going to cause massive deliverance and uh, in the entertainment world in Hollywood and people are going to begin to make decisions for Christ man I just declare it and I believe it and I'm believing that the platforms that were used to be able to turn people towards the things of the enemy that God is getting ready to arrest those those platforms and use them for his glory come
come on man if you believe it put those hands together and give the lord praise come on somebody give him praise if you believe it on this morning praise the lord well listen you know as i go into this as we've been talking about the lord being our shepherd that was kind of our focus and i told you this passage is twofold in fact uh, the shepherd's psalm as it is known and has been coined is actually the most popular it's undisputed that it's the most popular uh, passage in the old testament as i told you and we've learned that it's david who is the author everybody say david david it was a psalmist david also was a shepherd and we believe that in his aged uh years later on in his life that he was reflecting on the fact that when he that he used to be a shepherd and when he used to be a shepherd all of the things that god did in his life uh, or that he rather did for the sheep uh, that he was reminded and he got the revelation that God was all, was all of these things and is all of these things to him. And so he declares, we believe out of this revelation, the Lord is my shepherd. And then he says, I shall not want. It says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters and we unpacked uh, this to some degree last week but I believe that there's more for us in this passage and you know and I and around these concepts and I wanted to take a moment and some time to just further unpack this to further unpack this because I believe that there are some blessings in here for us listen now you know I don't, and maybe I'm the only one and man I'm not gonna ask you to put up your hands but I, I'm pretty sure you know I'm, I'm probably not the only one you know I grew up and even at times in my adult life not feel like I deserved anything good anybody else ever been there you know you felt like you don't deserve anything good and you know and because of this because of this feeling of unworthiness that I would have in growing up whenever anything good would happen I would always feel like it was fleeting have you ever been there like it was fleeting like it's too good to be true and you just kind of wait with bated breath to see when this thing is going to turn over or when this thing is going to flop or when it's not going to work and it's just insane because uh not it's not just even about insecurity but we're to a place uh, because of sin and the way that things work in our life especially if something comes for free any witnesses you're like, man, if somebody's giving you something for free, it is not going to be for free. Like there's strings attached. There's something going to pop up. There's some, it's going to be a bait and switch. It's starting out as if it's free, but it is not going to end up free. And so, you know, just growing up in that sort of a position, just never feeling like I was worthy. And, you know, if I can just be honest, I'm part of a trend where pastors are, on, are honest. Uh, if you don't know me, that's just my heart. And I want to be transparent because that's been a, a challenge over the years and so concepts like even grace and you know prosperity uh, those are bad words in many church circles because people are like you know does God really want me to be blessed what are the strings that are attached you know how can David be declaring things like he's declaring because you know it just seems too good to be true maybe i'm the only one that's ever been there any witnesses in here on this morning and so the fact of the matter is that this is look at what god's position is towards us and what david is declaring because i believe according to god's word that this 
position that many of us have and that I've often been plagued with is hindering us. Oh my, I feel this thing. It's hindering us from being able to experience everything that God has for us. Come on. And I believe today, I believe that, oh my, I believe somebody showed up today and you feel like you don't deserve God's love and I want you to understand, yeah, you know, at the end of the day, if we were keeping records of wrongs, you and I would not deserve it. But that's the beauty of the grace of God. That's the beauty about the love of God. It doesn't make any sense and it's extended to you and I liberally. Come on, somebody. And don't matter what you did last night, doesn't matter what how things are looking in your life right now, you can open your heart. I didn't mean for the preach to creep up this early on me, but it doesn't matter. You can open up your heart and you can walk in what it is that God has for you. My, I, my, I just want, go ahead and touch your neighbor. Tell them God wants you to be blessed. Come on. God wants you to be blessed. I know that it might, uh, you know, it might be, there are a lot of people that abuse this concept, uh, but I just believe that God has so much for you and you need to be able to unpack it and you won't be able to unpack it unless you embrace this concept. Yeah, you don't deserve it, but guess what? That's the beauty about grace. Come on, it don't make no sense. I don't deserve it, but yet and still God bestows and lavishes us with it. Come on, you ought to put those hands together right where you are and give the Lord praise for his unmerited favor come on come on come on and so here in the passage the Bible says the Lord is my shepherd oh my it says I shall not want there it is look so David as we said is saying the Lord is his shepherd and because God is his shepherd, remember I told you last week, Jesus is not a resource, he's the source. Remember, because the Lord is his shepherd, he says he shall not want. In other words, he will want for nothing. He is in a position where he knows that his needs are met. And that don't mean that he has everything in his hand at the moment, but that he's in a place there where because he's connected to the source, he is positioned to be able to have come on to anything that he has need of and this is a powerful concept uh, because I love as I told you this this passage how it is a dance between prosperity and tragedy or or challenge and 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 how we're to see uh, Jesus as walking with us and as our shepherd and him blessing us and we're beginning by looking at him as a shepherd but then the passage switches to him becoming a gracious host and so don't miss next week come on touch somebody tell them don't miss next it's going to be an illustrated message so you don't want to miss it but here in the passage it's powerful because it starts by setting the precedence by making it clear that if the lord is our shepherd we shall not want this is what david declares and i believe it echoes down the corridors of time and is impactful to to us word here we go look he says i will not want he makes me, and this is where I want to unpack because I didn't really spend a lot of time on this. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. Somebody say green pastures. Come on. One more time. Say green pastures. Makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. You know what I love about this? 
is because we talk about this, uh, uh, the Lord being the shepherd, and he's saying here in the passage, David declares in his aged years, in other words, after he's gone through life, after he's been through some crazy things, he he's able to get to the place where he declares of the Lord, hey, that the Lord is his shepherd, and that he makes him to lie down in green pastures, uh, to, to rest. And, and in other words, is he, he being God's sheep, that God will cause him to come and to rest in green pastures. One more time, say green pastures. Now notice he doesn't say, he doesn't say that he caused me uh, to, 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 to lie down in destitute or dilapidated or brown and, and messed up pastures. My, 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 this is powerful stuff. No, he says he caused me to lie down in green pastures. You know, when, 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 when stuff is green right now, obviously it's winter and everything is kind of a mess outside and it's freezing and there's snow everywhere and ice and all sorts of stuff. But when the spring shows up, come on, somebody say the spring. You know, they, 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 the color green or a green pasture is indicative of something flourishing. Something flourishing. There being life. It's being, it's, it's flourishing. It's, 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 it's healthy. Oh my, I just love it. I love this so much. It's healthy. He says, he causes me to lie down or rest in a place where there is sustenance. Come on. Where it is green, where it is healthy, where it is flourishing. This is powerful. Uh, and I believe that, that David is intentional in, in including this, in making it clear the type of pasture that we are that he is lying down by and I believe this is relevant to us as it's God's desire for us to be in a place of green pastures uh, and so it's powerful because I, I want to give you point number one point number one point number one and it will be on the screens for you uh, be on the screens for you here it is point number one God's desire for us is serenity and prosperity it's powerful because notice the couple that happens here watch this the bible says he makes me to lie down in green pastures he leads me beside still waters remember last week i told you about the fact that still waters are indicative of the are, are indicative of the fact that god wants us to be able to digest the, the, the shepherds would not take the sheep to try and feed at a place where there's moving waters or where the waters are erratic, come on, or where they have to jump all over because they're not going to be able to drink or to digest. And so he takes them by still waters so that they're able to digest. And I told you the fact of the matter is that many of us are trying to digest the blessings of God from a place of anxiety and we all over the place and Consequently, we are unable to receive what it is that God has for us properly. And so we need to do so in a place of rest. But I love how the two are joined together here. He says that he makes him to lie down in green pastures and leads him beside still waters. And so there is a there 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 is this power, this this powerful concept of there being serenity and peace. Uh, in a place of prosperity when you're resting in God hear, hear me now when you're resting in God he causes you to lie down in green pastures and you're in a place where you're flourishing and I'm not just talking about physical flourishing but your soul is prospering there is there is prosperity that is happening there and that you are able to receive nourishment you're not malnourished you're in a place where you are where you have sufficiency 
where there is where you are being positioned so that watch this you aren't only taken care of but God will often mess around and bless your socks off to where you can be a blessing to someone else you don't believe me go ahead read 2nd Corinthians chapter 9 verses 6 all the way through 10 and see what it talks about some of you you showed up and you think that because of the stuff that you did that God doesn't want you to be blessed when you hear prosperity you think some of you and I just feel it in this place you have already resigned in your mind to the situation and the circumstance that you're in you already have come to the place where you're like you know what it's this far and no further and many of you I hear you Holy Ghost hey many of you have been self-sabotaging yourself and you've been setting up yourself to fail I feel this preach because you don't feel like you deserve a healthy marriage and there are many of you you this is why when you start even with uh, going to counseling and you start in a position where you're getting ready to be able to receive counseling you start self-sabotaging you start missing appointments and acting like you missing when you know that you missed it on purpose because you don't think that you are in a position to be able to be in the green pastures of a healthy marriage many of you the reason why is because I feel this thing it's because of the example that you saw in your loved ones growing up and so because you were not privy to being able to see a healthy marriage you're in a position where you're like man this thing I don't deserve this because it is more than what I received come on but I just showed up I didn't mean to go here but I just want to help one or two people to let you know that God desires to bless and to prosper your life and anybody that tells you otherwise come on is in a place where they are walking in the demonic power of the enemy in fact the Bible actually declares the Bible says in fact look at your neighbor tell him the Bible says the Bible says the Bible says in John 10 10 remember I told you it's a parallel passage because Jesus makes a claim at divinity in John chapter 10 when he in two places states that he is the good shepherd he's, he's almost uh, speaking back at David and letting him know and as David saw up ahead that he was the shepherd come on the good shepherd that David was talking about I feel this preach but he declares in John 10 10 he says the thief comes somebody say the thief the thief comes to steal kill and destroy but watch this but I am come come on that you might have life and that more abundantly my God I just feel this thing and so the, the, the Jesus says when he says I am remember in the context he's talking about him being the good shepherd and so his desire is for us to live a life that is prosperous and the problem is we have arrested that word prosperity and simply put it towards material things when in actuality it's holistic come on it can include it but that is not limited to it come on God wants you to prosper in your mind he wants you to be in green pastures in your relationships in your friendships as parents come on as husbands and wives as co-workers and employees God wants you to be able to be in a place of resting where you can get from him what it is that you need I gotta move I gotta move I gotta move but I don't think that there's a coincidence y'all I don't think there's a coincidence that the green pastures and the still waters are sequentially listed because I believe watch this it's statistically uh, or if you just in just researching sheep they say the sheep will not lie down or settle 
if they are stressed or hungry. You can't get a sheep to settle down and to chill out if they are stressed or if they are hungry. And so the fact of the matter is that this is why they have to be fed in order for them to be able to lie down. And so God keeps us. He says, David declares that he has me by still waters and he's making me to lie down in green pastures because there's one and so the fact of the matter is that God's desire for you and I is to be to a place where we are nourished but then also consequently we are able to rest in the things that he has for us there are many of you you think you need to work in order to get what God has for you you think you need to work harder come on somebody you gotta work harder to get stuff less yes work is incredible and their disciplines and things that come out of work but you and I the things that God has for us as I said in point number one God's desire for us is serenity and prosperity and in order to get what God has for us we got to get to the place where we don't stop trying harder and start trusting harder <laughs> we got to start trusting harder in the Lord instead of leaning to our own understanding and believe that it is he that is going to bring the things to pass in our lives I'm telling you there is great revelation trapped up in your rest man I feel this thing there is revelation for your next breakthrough there is revelation for that next breakthrough business idea that's going to put you in a position where you can bless people beyond their imagination there is revelation in your rest in fact that's good enough to preach to your neighbor go ahead and slap him a high five and tell him neighbor tell him oh neighbor you can even sing it if you want tell him there is revelation come on in your rest yeah 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 some of y'all y'all gotta just quit moving and rest because when you rest that's when it is that you're able to receive the revelation that you need to be able to go to the next level uh, my, I feel this thing I feel this uh, but the text I got to continue so there's that and I want to let you know in verse 4 verse 4 the Bible says even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death you're saying pastor Andrew you're talking to me about lying down in green pastures you're talking to me about besides still waters well here remember he also he also goes on and he says he restores my soul and I love this because in verse 4 where he says, even though I love that starting point because he's saying stuff might happen even though X, Y, and Z may happen, my God. In other words, he's saying what's getting ready to happen or what might happen is not going to nullify what has happened. Oh my, I just love this thing. I'm getting excited all to myself. I don't know what's happening in your life right now, but even though, my God, even though, even though it doesn't change the fact that God's desire for you is to be in a place of prosperity and serenity. Come on. Even though, even though, even though, my God, it doesn't change what God has said about you in the past. Look, and then he goes on and he says, even though I want walk through the valley of the shadow of death help me preach this lord even though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death we talked about the the, the valley of the shadow of death last week and i told you that death uh, is there because it's present you know it's uh, it's among us in our in our world today uh, but death can be representative of hellacious situations
situations or, or literally it's so near that it's like a shadow whether it be in sickness or in the loss of loved ones I just heard today from my mom about someone who had passed away from in our church when I was uh, growing up and so it, you know it can be present in that regard or even in terms of facing death for yourself because at some point the Bible says in the book of Hebrews that it's appointed once for every person to die so if Jesus don't come back first all of us will eventually pass away but he's making it clear that no matter what representation of death that you are experiencing whether it's a situation whether it's the loss of a loved one or whether it's the loss of life he says I will fear no evil because we realize and I told you that death is not even the end come on somebody death is not the end for those who are in Christ and who are walking with Christ and this is why I love how he phrases it he says even though I walk through look at your neighbor tell him walk through walk through walk through notice he doesn't say even though you get to death and the valley of death and stop come on he doesn't say though I get to the valley of death and then stop no he says even though I walk through the valley of death oh my walk through see I want to give you point number two here it is it will be up on the screens for you point number two don't take permanent residency in the valley oh my let me say that again in fact you just go ahead and say this with me say don't take permanent residency in the valley God's desire is not for you to take up permanent residency in the valley. And there are two things the Lord told me that you should do in the valley. In the valley, because there are too many of you are taking up residency in the valley. And God is making it clear that the two things you should do are just learn and lean. My God, what are you talking about? You got to learn. God takes us through the valley in order to learn certain things. Some of y'all are going through some of the craziest things that you've experience in your life and I feel this thing right up in here there's some of you that are going through stuff and you feel like throwing in the towel when the fact of the matter is that God has allowed this thing to come your way not to destroy you but instead to put you in a position where you can learn come on but not only this he didn't send you in there by yourself I feel this thing but you are not only supposed to learn you're also supposed to lean come on God's desire for you is to lean who are we leaning on what a fellowship what a joy divine i hear rem clay evan leaning on the everlasting arms come on what a, a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting on i hear leaning yes god leaning safe and secure from all alarms i'm leaning yes god leaning leaning on the everlasting arms he said what have i to dread hey what have i to fear leaning on the everlasting arms i have blessed peace with my lord so near leaning on the everlasting arms my god somebody ought to praise him you gotta learn and you gotta lean and many of you you have built houses 
houses in the valley. You have built marriages in the valley. You have set up camp in the valley. You have built mansions in the valley. And God is saying that you're not supposed to be in a permanent residence in the valley. But he has called you instead to be able to learn what you need through the valley. Come on. Not even the valley called the grave is supposed to be the end. The valley of the grave is just a comma. And there are some of you who have lost loved ones. Come on. That have gone to sleep in the Lord. And you have quit. And many of you have been hindered from moving forward. But I'm here to tell you. The Bible says to be absent from the body. Is to be present with the Lord. And not only are they there with Jesus right now. But as you and I put trust and faith in the Lord. We can rest assured. Come on. I wonder if I got any Bible readers. That know that soon and very soon. That Jesus is coming back come on somebody and all of our loved ones who have gone on before us that we're gonna say I'm again come on you ought to give the Lord praise right there where you are if you believe it <laughs> glory to God and so we learn and we lean in the valley because we know that God is faithful in the valley this is why I love scriptures like first Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13 because many of you think that God is just trying to leave you right where you're at and I know there's some stuff that won't shift and change but there are many of the things that you're in that are in valley situations that you God is trying to get you out but you have reserved and resigned and you have stopped right there and you have halted but 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says there is no temptation write it down 1 Corinthians 10 13 no temptation that has taken you Watch this. That is not common to man. But God is faithful. Somebody say God is faithful. God is faithful. The shepherd is faithful. If Jesus is walking with you, here it is. He will not suffer you or allow you to be tempted above that which you are able. And with the temptation will make a way of escape for you to be able to bear it and so God allows us to go in the valley and to face temptation and trial and challenge through the valley of the shadow of death but God is faithful he's walking with you come on man I feel this thing because it's it, it's such my testimony God is walking with you even when you don't feel like he's walking with you I'm so glad that God's presence is not limited to our feelings come on somebody God's presence is not limited to the way I feel but God is present with me even when I don't feel it. Come on somebody because he's been walking with me and he's going to continue walking with me and if he has allowed it to happen in my life, it's not because he wants me to put a flag down to say I quit but more to put a victory banner down to say glory to God because I know that he is with me always even until the end of the earth as he said to his disciples before leaving. I love it, I love it, I love it because God's desire is for us to have peace and serenity. This is why I love earlier in the book of uh, Psalms where I've, you know, and you might hear me talk about this often, this passage, but after he talks about the blessed man and what happens to those of us who are blessed individuals in verse three, he says, he is like a tree. Everybody say a tree planted by the streams of water that yields fruit in his season this is the individual that is planted in, in God that is Jesus is not just walking with you but you are also walking hand in hand with Christ Bible says that his leaf does not wither there is protection 
And whatever you do will prosper. Come on. I want to live a life that even when, if the Lord don't come back in my lifetime, that even after I'm out of this place, that what it is that God has done through me, that it will last. Come on. Some of y'all think that your leaf not withering just means that you're around. Come on. Abraham, God made a promise to Abraham that everyone on the earth would have access to the blessing of God through his son. And Abraham is not even here to see it come on somebody but it's happening and all of you who are saved today are recipients are testimonies rather of God's blessing and God's promise to Abraham come on somebody and so you and I got to get to the place where we understand that what God is doing in our lives is not just about prospering us but prosperity in your life allows you to get to the end of your life like David in his age years and to be able to declare and know that God is your shepherd and you shall not want and though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death that it's not the end because God has more for you come on and this is why I love it in the book of Isaiah and I gotta hurry to my close but the book of Isaiah in chapter 43 there's a powerful promise uh, and a passage of scripture here and I just love it in 43 verses 1 through 7 but thus now saith the Lord he who created Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. Bible says, when you pass through the waters, this is what he told the people of God then, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt as your ransom. And this is powerful because this was a promise that was made to the Israelites there in the Old Testament or the first half of Scripture. And it's very powerful because we. this is why Daniel and Shadrach, and I'm going to give you the last point here in a moment. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, the friends of Daniel, when they were faced with being thrown into a fiery furnace, that they were in the position where although they were being faced with being thrown into a fiery furnace because of what it was that was going on in their life, because they decided that they were not going to bow to the enemy and bow to this uh, heathen king's idol. I mean, they were going to honor God. Although this was the case, that they were faced with the fire, they were able to look back, come on somebody, on the promises of God and be able to declare and say that God promised that even when we walk through the fire, come on somebody, that the Lord is with us and we will not get burned. Look at the fulfillment of this prophecy taking place. Come on, isn't it powerful that when they're getting ready to face the, 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 the prospect of being burned, alive because they've stood for the truth of God and they decided not to bow to idols that they were in a position where they faced it boldly and they said king they said king if you go and I'm just summarizing for the sake of time I know that you don't get this but our God is going to deliver us out our God is going to deliver us out and they say but if not my God 
We're still not going to bow to your dumb idols. What? Notice what was happening. They had faith in the promise of God and consequently they could walk boldly into the fire. But the powerful thing about this is that they understood that God's promises were not just limited to their being delivered out of something that would would incite fear in front of them. God's promises are not limited to him answering your prayers the way that you think he should. you can go in faith and stand boldly knowing that his promises are sure but even if he don't do things the way that you think or expect you know that because he's God and he's your shepherd and he's walking with you even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death you won't fear any evil and this is why I want to give you point number three here it is are you ready for it if you're ready say I'm ready, I'm ready. here it is God's presence and his promises prepare us to power through our problems. Let me give it to you again. God's presence, so he's with me, and his promises, the things that he has given to me and promised me, prepare us to power through our problems. Listen, man, as I read in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, if God has allowed it to come your way, come on, somebody, you better not let that thing whoop your behind because the fact of the matter is that promise lets us know that if he has allowed the temptation or the challenge to come our way, that he first has prepared and approved us to be able to handle it before it got there. And so I don't know who I'm talking to. You better not blow your brains out. You better not throw in the towel. You better not quit and say that it's over. You better rest and lean on the promises of God and in the presence of God, knowing that when you're going through the fire, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that the heathen king had to look in. And the Bible says in the story, although they were thrown in this fire and it was turned up seven times hotter than it was supposed to be, that there was one that showed up that looked like the son of God and he ends up repenting and ends up causing the world worship of God to take place where he is at because God revealed himself powerfully in the fire and I don't know who's in here today that you're in a place where you feel like quitting because of the loss of a loved one you feel like quitting because of the loss of a job Jesus walking with you come on you feel like quitting because of the loss of the breaking up of your relationship don't quit Jesus is walking with you who am I talking to you feel like quitting and throwing in the towel because of your financial situation and the debt collectors man that are coming after you I just even see right now that God is getting ready to wipe out some of your credit issues right now there are some of you that don't realize that because the shepherd is supernatural he is not governed by the laws and the systems of this world and I'm believing for breakthrough in your life somebody that believes it ought to give the Lord praise right where you are And I love it because this is the reason why Jesus went through the valley of the shadow of death when he was whooped and when he died and went upon this cross for you and for me. But the Bible makes it clear that he did this trusting and as he was walking in humanity, some of you all don't understand, I don't have time to unpack it, but he was walking in the flesh and he was walking submitted to set us an example of how we should submit to God. But also he was born in this manner and this is why we celebrate Christmas because he came to be like one of us so and to take our place so that he could die for our sins and rise from death. And then he makes it clear before 
He even does this in John 16, 33. He tells the disciples in this life, you will face persecution. You will have tribulation. That's a promise too. But he says you can be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. So in other words, no matter what you and I face today, the Lord is your shepherd. And you can rest in God's presence and his promises and power through whatever it is that you're facing. Knowing that even if it, whether it turns out the way you expect or it doesn't turn out the way you expect. That God is capable of being able to turn it around for your good. Come on. If that message blessed you right where you are, go ahead and put those hands together and give the Lord some praise.